Welcome to the Transform Podcast. My name is Andrew Farhat. I'm here with my special guest, AJ Vega. Welcome, AJ. Thanks. Good to be here. Grateful to have you. You've uh, added a lot to the podcast, and I'm just grateful for your education and expertise on a lot of the issues that we're discussing. And today, what we're hitting on is um, kind of can be a charged topic for some people and controversial, and it has to do with uh, creation and the environment. Um, And so what I'm hoping is that we could just give an unbiased biblical framework on creation today. Yeah. How does that sound? It sounds great. I think this topic is uh, become so polarized and politicized that as a Christian, we have to go and take the biblical approach to it as the foundation before stepping into some of those other um, conversations in the public square um, in topics of environmentalism, because we know that we have a God who is creator over all things. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's created it. He's created everything. Yeah. And so let's just start there right. with the beauty of creation. It's summertime. Uh, we are located in Denver. People yeah. are traveling to beautiful places. But I guess the first thing I would say is, wow, how amazing is creation? Yeah. Like how great is it to just go outside? I was just outside this morning yeah. and I didn't want to come inside. You know, that's, right, right. it was like, this is amazing. Yeah. So um, creation is magnificent. It's fearfully and wonderfully made. There's clearly an intelligent designer behind it. It's just too, it's too incomprehensible uh, for there to be an unintelligent being of some sort or yeah. this. It's just all by accident. It's just so amazing. And so sure. um, let's just start with reflecting on the glory of creation first. yeah yeah is it psalm 8 that talks about like when i look at the heavens like and just reflecting like who am i lord that you created me um like we are part of that creation and uh, even like going back to very beginning of genesis like genesis 1 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and it is a reflection of the glory and the majesty of our creator and um he created it to be good and not just good like within the six days of creation he finishes all of creation and he looks back. And sometimes this gets misquoted. Um, a lot of people say that all of humanity was created as very good. But he says that everything that he creates is very good. All of creation is intended to be very good. Yeah. Out of the very good creator who created all things. So That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It is so good. And uh, you do feel so small in, in places that you go. Yeah. Like if you sure. go to the coast, you're going to feel small. If you're going to go to probably like Garden of the Gods, which is a a park in Colorado Springs with some enormous, gorgeous rocks that are there. Uh, Tonight I'm going to Red Rocks. So you you tend to just feel smaller and God seems bigger. And you reference Psalm 8. Um, I think Isaiah also uh, references human beings like grasshoppers on the mm. earth. Like that's yeah. how small we are. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's a crazy analogy. Right. Like that's kind of humbling, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Getting a chance to look at the stars, like when you go out somewhere where there's no light pollution, um, like, and just seeing like, there's so much more out there than just us. And even just driving to work, like I get to see, like so blessed to be in Denver, right? Driving to work and just seeing the mountains, you're like, wow, that's incredible. Like what an incredible view to be able to experience the work of God's hands. Um, in everyday life. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So then let's go to um, a key scripture yeah. uh, that has shaped the Christian worldview for a long time. Yeah. And that's just in the beginning. 
Yeah. Genesis chapter one. And I'm going to read from verse 20. I'm going to just read verse 28. Okay. And this is where God says, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. In verse 26, he says, actually, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And then in verse 28, he kind of repeats similar language. He says, be fruitful and multiply uh, and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing. So that's the added part. Every living thing that moves on the earth. Um, so it's uh, some strong, powerful language. Yeah. And um, what would you say that the follower of Christ is to take away from those verses? Yeah. I mean, words like subduing and dominion are very powerful words, right, in this poem that, like, God gives to all of creation and or specifically to humanity, right? And because we were made in the image of God, we are called to be co-rulers with God, right? Like that's the amount of like privilege that we as humans have been given to co-rule among all of creation, along with our one true ruler, Jesus himself, along with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And I think that's such a privilege for us to say, wow, what an incredible gift that we've been given by God. And yet at the same time, how scary it is, how much power we've been given over all of creation. And we see that as you get a couple chapters into Genesis where, where creation starts to fall apart because us as humans fall into temptation and fall into brokenness and into sin. And sometimes that idea of being, of subduing and dominion is having authority over something to rule it in a way that is not honoring to God, but rather destroying to all of creation. And that's what we've seen happen throughout millennia right so many times there's been a lot of um just destruction that has, has happened and um things that we've taken authority over that has caused more harm than good than what our god has intended for us and so um there's kind of like a twofold like what a privilege but also wow like what a scary thing that humans um have done in the midst of creation um and that's why we're seeing things like like climate change start to happen or deforestation uh, fossil fuels being emitted, light pollution is another great example of just our environment, like being able to, like there's been an abuse of power throughout centuries um, over creation, which has caused a lot of harm. So Okay, so let's just take like one of them that's, you know, very practical is deforestation. Yeah. So um, talk a little bit about that. So Let's say that um, in logging towns, yeah. they feel like this is their this is their primary industry. Or sure. you know, obviously we need wood to do several things with it. Yeah. Um, but then on the flip side, trees add and do a ton for creation. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, humans and trees are alike, right? Like uh, in creation, God speaks to uh, all of creation. He says, be fruitful and multiply. He says it to trees, he says it to animals. And then he also says it to humans as well. And yet at the same time, um, to be fruitful and multiply means to allow for life to be able to spread, right? And uh, humanity has not done always a great job of taking care of the creation like trees. And um, of course, we need it for survival and being able to, to live out um, our regular daily habits. But there can be an abuse of that as well um, that ends up 
creating, you know, extinction of animals or pushing people, pushing other um, creation out of the way um, that can just lead to more destruction in a sense. So just being mindful of some of that. And there's kind of a reality of like our world has is gifted by an unlimited God, but we also have like on this planet also limited resources as well. And so there's a little bit of attention that we have to kind of deal with when it comes to environmentalism and how we deal with it from a Christian perspective. Um, yeah. Just knowing that, you know, we're past the fall. Like there's already brokenness in the world um, and we haven't done a great job as co-rulers with God over the things that have been given to us. And so how do we manage that? How do we deal with that? Um, it's a big tension. Yeah, sure. definitely. And so um, can you speak a little bit more to like uh, how much, are you kind of like, is, there's gotta be like a middle ground. <clears throat> yeah. So you don't overdo it with deforestation. Sure. But then perhaps you... Uh, also um, are good stewards so that we do use wood for good purposes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On one hand, we can, we can overemphasize like the, the, the beautiful creation that is trees or um, plants or animals. And we can overemphasize it in a sense that we need to care for it so much that we almost view it as being sacramental or like overly spiritual or that like God is in all of creation. Right. And that's, more of like a pantheistic view. Like we don't want to end up worshiping creation, right? We want to end up worshiping, worshiping the creator who created all of creation. And so there's, there's, a, there's a danger of going too far saying that like we need to like um, destroy the needs of humanity for the yeah. sake of creation, right? Because we were created in the image of God. And yet at the same time, we can go too far on the other side and say, you know, we don't really care about creation. God's going to come back and make all things new, going to recreate the world, right? New heaven and new earth. So all of this is just not not important anymore. Okay. And we have to go back into Genesis where God says that everything was created to be very good, right? And so finding the middle ground of being able to be a good steward of how we care for those things is a really hard thing to walk, right? And the reality is that we're not going to do it perfectly, right? Like the biggest thing for us as Christians is we don't live a life of sin management where we just try to not sin right it's just when we realize how broken we are and how we uh, live a life that doesn't always please god we know that there's grace that comes through christ in his death on a tree um, that we continue to find grace um, and forgiveness but also seek justice as well to care for the things that god has created for us and so like that big idea of stewardship of like how are we caring for the things that god has created is a big is a big topic and being able to find the middle line of not going too far left of like where we end up worshiping created things, but also at the same time, how do we care for it in a way that is diligent? Yeah. Um, so it sounds like what you're saying is all right, God's creator. He made us in his image. Yeah. So we are, dis we are distinct from anything else in creation because we're image bearers. Yes. But yet uh, we are to have care and dominion uh, for creation, take care of it in the best way possible. Uh, because that's what he's asked us to do. And it sounds like he uses some strong language when yeah. it comes to uh, dominion, as well as what you shared about trees and, yeah. and so forth, that it's a beautiful part of his creation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that we can do is just like be mindful of some of the things that are happening around our world. Um, I know that a lot of the conversation around environmentalism has been very politicized and polarized at the same time. Um, but being able to say, hey, let's take it from a framework as, as a Christian, how can I be a better steward of what God has given me? While also realizing that I'm not going to save the world through, you know, trying to make changes 
as efficient. Like the world is way larger than us, right? And yet, how do we have a local part in our in our story that God has given to us um, over the things that He's created around us as well? Yeah. So okay, awesome. All right, so let's shift gears and jump yeah. to the New Testament because obviously, so what you've done is you've given just a pure Genesis one outlook framework yeah. for uh, stewardship. Uh, but then let's also check out Romans chapter 8, which is a very key passage when we think about creation. Yeah. This is from Romans 8, verse 22. And Paul says this, For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. So that's a powerful image. Yeah. So it's kind of like creation has given some pain and yeah. some groaning, some emotion, some expression. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously in Genesis 3, what we learn is that cre- we fell. Yeah. So creation and creator are no longer in harmony. Mm-hmm. So when, that, when there's disharmony, there's pain. Yeah. Um, and so, but yet here, it sounds like there's a longing there's a groaning, there's a longing for what's coming. And then he also says that, um, he says in verse 23, and not only the creation, but we ourselves as human beings who have the first fruits of the spirit groan inwardly as we eagerly await for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. So he's referring there to the second coming where Jesus will bring in the new creation. Mm -hmm. We believe that this earth will be completely made new. But this is a powerful language because it's kind of saying, man, creation's longing for Jesus to return. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how we see God's dwelling place transition throughout the scriptures, um, where God starts off, his presence is in a garden with humanity. Humanity falls, they're kicked out of the garden. And throughout scripture... People start building cities and building places, and God finds himself located in those cities, right? In the city of Jerusalem, right? Like the holy city. And over time, as all scripture continues to go out, in Revelation, God creates a new heaven and a new earth. And what does he do? He builds a garden city where both a garden and a city are together, right? Where the streams of water from Genesis are flowing through the city, right? The walls are being surrounded. Um, There's this beautiful image of like realizing that that we have a place to be able to dwell and we create things. And yet God is dwelling in the midst of where his people are at. Right. And so I love what you said, as far as like, there's this, there's this tension between this, this groaning where this, there's this pain uh, of dealing with the reality and the brokenness. And yet there's this longing to be reunited with Jesus Christ, with our, our savior together to where there is a new heaven and a new earth, right there. There's going to be no more pain, no more tears. Right. Um, no more deforestation, right? There's going to be a time for that. And yet at the same time, we're called to be here on this earth right now and here and now to be able to be good stewards of what God has given given to us. And so um, I think being able to walk along that tension, I think is really important. I think it's Lutherans, like being able to walk in that paradox of longing and groaning at the same time um, is going to be really important for us as we walk alongside other people. So like, a really basic thing, like there's a Pew Research um, thing that I think sh- might be in the show notes um, for you to take a look at. There's a ton of different research that has been done on just environmentalism and Christians, um, whereas Christians understand that there is a higher calling to care for creation, 
um, after reading the scriptures. And yet at the same time, there's a very low percentage, about 8% um, of churches that talk about uh, environmentalism or climate change in their preaching and teaching in churches. And so I think one of the things that we can start to do is start having conversations about, you know, what does this mean for us? How do we make this disconnect from talking about creation and it being good from what we read in the scriptures to what does it look like now when we look around and there's litter on the on the ground when there's um light pollution when it talks about recycling like what does that look like for us in the in the here and now and how can we be good stewards of what god has given to us in very simple ways and i think one of the things is like you know being able to understand like what is needed for us as far as recycling what is needed for us when it comes to when you walk on the street and you see trash like you pick it up and throw it away like being able to do some small part and also being to realize this is a larger part in what God is doing in the world. So. Okay. So it's like, because we're anticipating the restoration of all things, yeah. we're living in that reality. In here and now. Yeah. So the good news is it's all going to be restored. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, can you give, can you give a little bit of like practical? So obviously recycling is good. You're, con you're conserving. Yeah. Um, I think most people I know uh, buy a recycling cart and yeah. they have trash and recycling sure. at their residence. Yeah. Um, so, but like, I don't know, what more can we do on a daily sure. basis? Because we're obviously interacting with creation on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a rise in fossil fuel emission, right? That's happening. And so like being mindful of how often you drive your car, right? More people... I mean, Denver is more of a bike city that I've experienced in like any other city that I've lived in. People like to be on their bikes. People like to be on their bikes, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a bike yet, but I should get a bike. But being mindful of like how much gas are we using um, on our day-to-day -day basis of driving around versus commuting. Um, maybe it's looking into, if you're looking at a new car, um, one with less fuel emission um, to be able to just care for creation in that way. Like a really small thing like that. Maybe like a hybrid. Like a hybrid, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you go full electric or you go hybrid. Um, it's probably better than like, you know. A diesel. A diesel, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, those things smell, man. They do, yeah. It's like it's obvious. This isn't good for you. Right. <laughs> yeah, if it smells bad, it's probably I was in St. Louis at Ted Drew's. Yeah. It's a great, I love Ted Drew's. Yes, Ted Drew's is custard. Yeah. They sell custard. And everybody was just chilling, having some custard. It's so good. And then this dude rolled up with this diesel. And he wouldn't turn his, his car off. So like... It, like mm -hmm. everybody that was eating custard kept looking over at him because we could smell it, the yeah. diesel. They're like, this is obviously not good. Right. <laughs> yeah. It probably ruins your experience of Ted Drew's as well. Like, you don't want diesel flavored custard. No, that's, no. Not, that's not on the menu. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, just being mindful of like being able to turn your car off. Right. Um, and like being able to pick up trash that's on the side of the road. I mean, I know a lot of like, you know, youth groups and churches and stuff will go out and do different service projects and like, We'll pick up trash in different areas that have a lot of trash. Like, what a great way to care for creation in that in that sense. Um, being able to, you know, understand how much water consumption you use on a regular basis, um, the food that you eat, and the amount of like production that it takes for it to be processed. Um, you know, are there more natural things that we could be consuming and doing? Um, I think building an awareness and then being able to say, because not everybody's going to do the same thing, right? Being able to say, what is it? What's right for me? in my life that honors God as a good steward of what he's given to me to be a co-ruler with Christ. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. That's very good. All right. Well, I feel like what we've done today then is we have given a, 
uh, unbiased biblical framework sure. for caring for creation, yeah. as well as a really spiritual approach to the longing and the groaning of all of creation to be restored, yeah. as well as some practical advice on what we can do on a daily basis to just be yeah. mindful of our calling as as people of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I feel like then, you know, when I hear this biblical framework, I feel like it's it's really refreshing because you could go too far left, like yeah. you said, where we're like worshiping creation and going overboard with it. But I think also, I think this is an easy area for the Christian to get apathetic and sure. just kind of forget about our calling that yeah. God gives to us as well. So this is a good this is a good reminder of a topic we don't talk about enough. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and I think the more that we can as Christians be open to learning, um, I feel like, including myself, we're not as like well-versed as far as understanding the impacts that we have on our environment. Um, to be able to have an awareness to that and to start having conversations, whether it's from the pulpit, whether it's in front of other people, other Christians in our life groups, um, to be able to create that awareness to say, this is what God has given to us. Let's, let's take care of it. Yeah, absolutely. So Beautiful. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. If you do have a question that you'd like for us to answer, you could submit that at hello at sjdenver.org. Also, if you've been blessed by this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe and share. And we're grateful that you are tuning in. And we hope you have an excellent day. Take care.